0: Greetings. Welcome to In Conversation with Trevor, brought to you by Heart and Soul Broadcasting Services. I go beyond the headlines and beyond the sensational. Today, I'm in conversation with Thelma Chimbwanda, co-founder and chief executive officer of Beyond Borders Logistics and Tsoca International. If you enjoy this conversation, remember to subscribe, to like and to share. Let's get down to some work. Filmwatch Banda, welcome to in conversation with Trevor.
1: Thank you so much, Trevor, for having me. It's it's a, it's a an absolute pleasure.
0: It's a pleasure having yes. you. It's a pleasure and a blessing having you. Your story, uh, Thelma, is absolutely amazing, inspirational. Mm-hmm. As I was looking at a story, I'll say to myself, this is a story of failing but never giving up.
1: Absolutely.
0: It's a story of uh, tenacity and hunger for education. Do I sum it right?
1: Um, you do, Trevor. Mm. You absolutely do. Because if I'd not felt, if I'd not experienced what I've gone through in terms of business and personal as well, I don't think we'd be having this moment.
0: Mm. Yeah. So let's talk about the, the, the moments of uh, failure yeah. that have gotten you here in business and, 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 and in life. Shall we start at, um, um, when, when you wanted to do your first degree and couldn't uh, continue? Yeah. Share that story with us.
1: Well, Trevor, that one, it began when I failed my A-levels. I didn't expect that to happen because I was a hard worker. Um, I failed to get the adequate points to get into university. Um, I think this is the first time I'm actually sharing the points that I got. (laughs) It has been such an embarrassment to me. Um, I got five points at A-level. I couldn't get into the top universities in Zimbabwe. So for me to deal with that, I sort of shut down. Mm. Shut down from everyone, from everything. Wow. And I told my parents I needed a gap year because I couldn't wrap my head around. I was so young at that time. I couldn't rip how, my head. How young were you? Um, that was about 17, 18. Okay. Yeah, so failure was something new to me. And I said, I just want a gap year. My parents were on board. They were very supportive. They're still supportive. And I waited for a year. And then I was eager to go to university because I was looking at my peers. They were now in second year Mm. and I was still at home. I'm like, okay, what's happening? Everyone is now moving. But regardless, my parents said, okay, where do you want to go? I said, Shinoi University of Technology and I couldn't get in the no conventional program because of my points. The other option was to settle for a parallel program. So I took it on board, like this is my failure, I need yeah. to carry it, I need to move forward, I need to go to school. And I went to university. I was studying business management and entrepreneurship.
0: Perhaps before we go to university, yeah. you are studying business management and entrepreneurship. You say it's something that I want us to to go back to. Sure. You say when you failed your A-levels, you shut down. Yeah. You closed yourself from everybody else. Yeah. Describe that space for us.
1: That's a difficult space because we do not know what failure is, especially at that young age. You're just cruising through life, you're used to getting what you want, you've got your parents providing everything for you. So in that moment, because I had done well at grade seven, those are the little milestones that I had at that time. I'd done well at grade seven, I'd done well at A, at all levels, surprised everyone. So at A level, I was very confident that I was gonna do great. So that space was very difficult for me. I did not know how to process it, what it was and what it meant for me. And also I think embarrassed as well Mm. to share because everyone was sharing, everyone was applying to universities. I got 10 points, 14 points, 15 points, and I got five points. How do you explain that? How do people react to you? And also just being measured, I think, because in Zim education is very uh, important. I think it was like people, how would they look at me with five points? Um, am I going to be labeled as somebody who's daft and not intelligent? Um, so it was really difficult for me. And I think that's when I lost touch with a lot of people because I just completely cut myself off. I, I couldn't explain it,
0: mm. yeah. Mm. So you, you you finally make it to Chinoy University. Yes. Shall we go there?
1: I was at Chinoy, you know, it was a fresh start because everyone else was a, a, a year ahead So I was kind of like starting new, which was very fun with me. New people, they didn't know my failure. And I was not obliged to explain explain. it. Yes, I was not obliged to explain it to them. And I'm there, I'm enjoying university. I'm set out to say I'm going to succeed. I'm going to do well. And 2008 happened. Um, Our economy took a downturn. My parents, my mother was a civil servant at that time. My dad was a business person, but he was not doing so well. He was also struggling in his business. We did not know where to get the US dollar from at that time. And we couldn't afford the fees. Almost on a daily basis, we had to pay accommodation fees per per night. It was not sustainable given where I was coming from. We had no one to call. My parents had no one to ask for help from. And my mother decided to resign from the um, formal employment and she uh, relocated to Malawi. So Malawi at that time, the economy was better. It was performing well. And my dad was like, you know what? We can't keep up with the fees and the changes that's happening currently. Uh, you can't eat while you stay at school. So go to where mama is wow. and start afresh. So it was kind of like another failure, another setback. Cause now I'm midway. I was now in my uh, first year, second semester I had to drop that and go and start (laughs) afresh again. So I'm not new to to starting again. Yes, Mm. I'm not new to to rising up. I thrive in those environments. Mm. Yeah.
0: So you go to Malawi um, to do what, where?
1: Um, I went to Malawi to do chartered management accounting uh, Mm -hmm. with CIMA Mm -hmm. at Malawi College of Accounting. Mm -hmm. So instead of getting a university degree, I was now pursuing a professional course. So I was there for about two years. Yeah.
0: And you got your uh, professional qualification.
1: Yes, finally. (laughs) Right.
0: And then from there?
1: Um, From there, I decided to come back home because I'm drawn to Zimbabwe. It's seen me. I'm I'm sure maybe if I'd stayed in Malawi uh, because of the professional course I had done, I could have gotten a really nice job. But I I cannot stay away from Zimbabwe. I I love Zimbabwe that much. Why? Um, I think because all that I know... And all that I am, especially my roots, my parents, they were here, they're here. So being away from home, I was like being drawn away from from the love that I, I know, from mm. the support that I know. And whenever I've got a problem, I know my parents are a phone call away, they're a visitor away, they're a bus away. So So did home,
0: your mom come back with you?
1: Um, my mom stayed on for a, for another year, and okay. then she she came back. So it was my dad who was here with my other sister, and I was with my with my mom in Malawi. Mm. So I had to come back home because everything I know and love is here.
0: Mm. Yeah. And then what did you come to do? Then what did you do?
1: Um, I came back to Zim. I tried to look for a job, and I was told that the professional course I had it was easy for you to get a job with it. I applied never got a response from any of the organizations that I applied to and my dad as I mentioned before he was an entrepreneur he he was a very special guy he passed away oh, so in January sorry. 2021 yeah. yeah so he at that time he was starting a fire training academy so he took me on board we found offices in Strathaven and he was the boss and I was everything. <laughs> I was the PA. I was the administrator. I was the marketing manager. I was the accountant because he had so much faith in me in my abilities. He said, "You went to school. You did the stuff. So you know the stuff." So for me, I'd never worked um, before. Uh, I don't. I didn't have experience, but he just threw me in the in the deep end, and I was just swimming. I was. I think that's the time that I became friends with Google, mm-hmm. literally, because re- there was no one to tell me how to do a lot of things. And I had to teach myself, I had to learn what is firefighting, how do you create a module, because we're doing trainings in organizations. Uh, we did training um, at Delta, we mm-hmm. did training at Shurps, uh a few companies at Cresta. So I was the one responsible for packaging the information that he has um, t- into modules, and um, I had to learn how to operate um, the computer, um, a lot of things. I had to learn how to write letters, asking for jobs, literally <laughs> everything. Asking for contracts? <laughs> yes, asking for contracts, How long did you do that fire? Um, I did it for almost um, six months.
0: Six months, okay. And then
1: he said, um, my wish for you is to get a degree. I still want you to go back to school and get a degree. But the question was, which university? And I'm like, I don't want to go away. And the closest was women's university. Mm. I wanted to do marketing. And my dad was like, no, you can't do marketing. Anyone can do marketing, you know? It's not something that you can go and sit and be taught marketing. And I think at that time, a lot of marketers, marketing was, was coming up. That was now in 2011. I'm like, so what am I supposed to do? It's like, I want you to do finance. Um, I'm like oh, okay, so my my career path was influenced by my parents. I don't know what they saw in me, uh, and I just listened. I was that child who who really listened. And I enrolled at Women's University for a degree in business management and entrepreneurship, and then I majored in finance. Mm. And funny enough, I really did well. <laughs> I did well.
0: So your parent, your father knew you after all. He did. Yeah,
1: he did. He's one person. Even now, I really struggle with him not being around, who actually knew what was inside of me.
0: Because you you then worked with him for the second time. Yes. Where where was that? Do you want to share that story?
1: Yes. Um. The fire training academy, it kind of like did not go so well. Um, and my father was bold. And that's where my boldness came from. He just went to Sito Farare. He asked, because where we were staying, there was a vacant land opposite where we were staying in, in waterfalls. He just went to the to city council. What is this land for? Um, and he asked, what is this land for? And they told him there's supposed to be another school. There's supposed to be shops and ABCD. And they applied for that land. And he got it. And in Harari, he told there's no vacant land, mm, you can't get land, mm. you can't get land. But he did that. And for me, I didn't have, I did not have the privilege of coming from money, from connections, I had the privilege of watching my dad. Mm. Um and that is the greatest um education I think that I I I can get, I will ever get because he never gave up.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Um he, he had a fire uh, sorry, he had uh, a furniture business before, and that is what sent us to school. And it did not work out. He did not give up. He had a transport business. He owned Makombis at one point. That was the hardest business I ever saw him wow. do. <laughs> and to me, because every day, Kombi Yafa, uh, Tabatwane Vid, Mariara Sika, a lot of challenges. <laughs> So, and I told myself, I never want to get into transport in logistics at any point. Cause... So you
0: also learned from the mistakes that you made, you, the difficulties that yes, you came across? Yes,
1: And to me, because I was young, I could not really process it. To me, I just said, hi, Daddy, this is too much. Hmm. Why are you doing this business? Why are you doing that business? But I had the front row seat to see what resilience looked like. Wow. And I never saw him break down. I never saw him asking his relatives for anything. He just kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. And as I see today, I saw that, you know what? This is one of the greatest lessons I'll ever get. Mm. Never giving up, because mm. he never did. And yeah, he went to the city he got land, and he said, we're selling our house we were staying. We're going to move and build a school. I'm like
0: <laughs> Build a school? Yes. Wow. Let's <laughs> let's stop there, Thelma. When we come back, we'll go to you and your dad okay. building this school and maybe find time to get into the businesses that you are running right sure. now. So please at home, don't go away. Join us on the other side.
1: I could not pray for almost two years. Since twenty twenty one. I could not.
0: Greetings. My name is Trevor Nube host of In Conversation with Trevor, Zimbabwe's most engaging conversational show. I go beyond the headlines and beyond the sensational. We've brought before your screens change makers from arts, business, and politics, and from the region. Please join our growing community of viewers. Subscribe, like, and share. Welcome back to our conversation with Thelma Achimbuanda, co-founder and CEO of uh, Beyond Borders Logistics and Toka International. So there you are, you and your father, or rather your father decides, let's build a school. Yeah. And, and you join him. Yes. Talk to us about that journey.
1: Well, that journey was difficult for everyone, including my mom, because my mom was now working in Kuruvi. She was back in Zim. She was now uh, in Kuruvi. So my mom was our foundation, she was our anchor because my dad was doing different businesses at, at different times. Sometimes the money would come in, sometimes the money didn't come in. So there was always my mom who was just a constant and a prayer warrior for everything that was happening, but she was not at home, which is difficult for, for any child and husband. There we are, he says, we are selling a house, we are going to build a school. And there was nothing it was just ground um if i can put mm. <laughs> literally and waterfalls um even when we moved people laughed like how can you sell your house right but um we did it he sold the house he built um with the money that he sold he built he put up two classrooms and i was there now i was doing the admin work uh we had come up with a logo, a motto <laughs> <laughs> syllabuses, pretty much everything. so there I was back on Google again asking um code of conduct for mm. for school mm. um uniforms for school, which colors go together, mm. everything so i again, it was a privilege for me, understanding that it's very possible to start from the ground and build up um and that's what we did. And at that time I'd graduated from university, I couldn't get a job. So he said, come on, let's, let's do this while you wait for, mm. for the next thing mm. to come across. So finally, my mom left um, her work in Kuruwe. She came back and she joined dad. I'm like, ah, you know what, guys, <laughs> 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 I need to pursue my, my own dreams. I'll still be here to, to support you. I'm very much invested in this. And we moved to Kusanko Kuedu. We were staying, if you see the house, um, even the floor, there was cement floor when we moved. You and your... Yes, when we moved with my family, my entire family. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they just put a temporary structure for us to stay. Because we couldn't stay in that house. We'd sold it. And the owners needed to move in. So we moved to a temporary structure. And the floor, it was cement floor. We had to spray water in the morning before you sweep because the dust, dust. wouldn't So we were there and it For was, how long? Uh, for quite a while. Mm. I think for almost a year mm-hmm. we lived like that. And they released me at one point. Um, they said when I found a job in, in I finally got a job in Mashungo and it was difficult, but they really, I, I say they released me was if they would not, I don't think, um I would have thrived, I would have gotten here, so they put a blessing, mm. say so we are letting you go okay, because I was my dad's right hand man, mm. so they released me and I moved to to and within so months, you,
0: you and your, 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 you had a very good relationship with your father very
1: special mm. very special
0: well what what things did he teach you that still remain with you at the moment?
1: My dad taught me that we are on our own. Um, Most importantly, because in all those struggles, especially when we moved, imagine we moved to Pasango and none of the people that we knew ever came to visit us at that time. When we were staying at that other place, everyone who came to Harare, that's where they came to sleep. (laughs) We called it like a a lodge. Everyone who was coming to Harare for the first time or ever had business in Harare, they'd come to that house. But when we moved to that place, no one came, no one, was there. no one was there. So he taught us the importance of togetherness, mm-hmm. that it's you mama and your three sisters, and you have to be strong together, whatever you do. And he also taught me never to give up and to believe in myself. And one thing that he also told me is, of course you're girls, cause we're three girls in my family and I'm the middle child. You are girls, but you have to act and think like men mm-hmm. because it's a men's world wow. and it is. So, I'm that much fearless. I'm not afraid of knocking on doors because mm. what's the worst thing that can happen? No. I can get a yes, I can get a no. So, I can take my chances because mm. it's 50 50. And,
0: and you say your mom is a prayer warrior. Talk to me about your mother.
1: Hey, whatever problems I have, I can sleep at night knowing that she's praying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's on her knees.
1: She's on her knees. She's on, she's on her knees. Yeah, she's a very prayerful woman. Even when we lost dad, I could not pray for almost two years. Since 2021, I could not, because my faith was shaken. Um, I'm a person who also praises. I'm very prayerful. I'm very spiritual. And when I pray, things happen. And I prayed for my dad to get better, and that didn't happen. So my faith was, everything that I knew was shaken to the core. I could not pray. But mama continued to pray. And she lost her husband, her best friend, somebody she had known for 30-something years. And I just lost my father. So that's why I say, ah, this woman, she's very special. Mm. And before we do anything, before we announce anything, we bring her in. Mama, pray for this. Mm. Uh, Mama, we're going to do ABCD. We're going to buy ABCD. Pray for this.
0: Mm. So Has your faith that was shaken, have yeah. you found your faith again?
1: Um, on that path, okay. to be honest, I'm making my way. I'm traveling there. I'm, I'm now getting to that point where I'm reconnecting with God because he has sustained me for all this well. And I've seen his hand in everything that I do. So I know that in as much as I'd lost um, a connection for two years, he was still there. Mm. But now I need to get back to that intimate relationship that I had before. Mm. Yeah.
0: Mm. Your story in finding, um, in starting your two businesses. Yeah during COVID, yeah. um, fascinating story. You started Beyond Borders Logistics and Soccer International yeah. during COVID. As briefly as possible, talk to yeah. us about the inspiration behind starting um, Beyond Borders Logistics and uh, Soka International.
1: The inspiration was the way we were treated by other service providers. Mm. Yeah. Um, as a business person, I think I'm a natural entrepreneur. I can easily support opportunities and everything to me has a solution. So my inspiration was that there is a challenge in this space and this is a solution. Why not get into that space and offer solutions? And also funny enough, the logistics industry is something that I never wanted to do because of the experience that I saw my dad go through. So for me, I think it was a calling for me to get into that space, because the number of lives that we've changed, looking at it now, is worth it, yeah.
0: So when you say it was because of the experience that you had been subjected to, what was that experience?
1: Uh, My dad went through a lot. You know, you can see a man, it's not easy for men to express your emotions, but you can see somebody when he's sitting to say, you know what, he's going through a lot it's not easy when you've got um, three combis and all of them are not on the road they need money to be fixed and you've got a family that is looking up to you and you can't honestly come in the open space to say, ah, you guys i mean I'm, I'm failing at this i cannot do this so for me that was traumatizing and i just told myself i do not want to hmm. to get involved with transport i do not want to right. get involved with anything to do with uh tracks yeah, I did not want I for the life of me But you're now into I'm now into it full time. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I'm loving every minute of it. Yeah. The
0: the the Beyond Borders uh logistics stories yeah. is also interesting because my reading, correct me if I'm mm. wrong, is you actually started because you were trying to solve your own problems but you find yourself solving other people's problems. Talk talk to us about that experience.
1: Yeah, if I can just fast track sure. um I was employed, I was earning good money where I was, but there was change of leadership. Um, Again, Zimbabwe, um, we dollarized at that time and my salary was almost cut in half. I had a newborn baby. My husband was working in another town and also me being me, an independent woman, it was difficult for me not to be able to pay my rent, which I had been able to do all the past years. So I decided to resign from former employment. I did not have a plan. I did not have a strategy of what I was going to do, but I am a person who's never out of options. So I told myself, you know what, let me go home. I'll find something to do. I'm I'm that um, entrepreneurial because I used to bake before. I told myself how to bake. Um, I used to have a canteen while I was a student. Just carry on with any of those things. I can do catering. I can cook. I love You've actually
0: done, um, um, whilst you were studying at women's university, you've done baking project, a pig project, a bit of farming, a mobile butchery, and a takeaway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All of that. (laughs) All of that. I I did it. And I actually have got records. I kept them of all the things that I was doing and everything. Um, So I'm never out of options. That's me. I resigned, I moved to where my husband was, and I did not have a plan, Trevor. I did not know what I was gonna do next, but I had faith, like, ah, you know what? I can just start cooking, it's easy. Offer catering services. And while I was doing that, um, I started buying for people from from China. And we built relationships with people, we built trust, we're able to deliver what we said we're going to deliver. And I was in Mutare, and my clients were in Harare. We never met. So we managed to build trust. And at that time, that part of the business was growing so well. And my sister was very involved. Um, Your sister,
0: Michelle? Michelle,
1: yes. Okay. Where Um, was
0: Michelle? Was she in Harare or in in Mutare? She's
1: been in Harare all the time. So she's one person that I rely on. She's... Ah, she's my everything. She's a rock. (laughs) She's my rock. Um, So we're doing it together. And by the way, she's a qualified chemical engineer. She graduated from an institute of technology. Wow. So for her as well, she never got to work in her field.
0: Because of the economy.
1: Yes. And she just jumped on board Mm. and started the business together. So we said, um, why not do this full time? We're already pulling in the cages why not get into the logistics space full time and do this? And also because of the, what we'd noticed, the challenges that were there within the space, um, we're not able to get our goods when we wanted them. We're not able to get the communication we needed when we wanted it. And she said, yeah, let's go for it. You're the one who's more daring. Do what you do, I'll support you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, is okay. She, is this
0: an elder sister? She's younger, she's the, the younger last sister. one. Okay. Yeah,
1: she's the last one. And again, Google, I went on Google, how to find a shipper in China, how to ship from China. All of that, Google is my my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) And we found a partner in China to work with. And we initiated the initial conversation. Have you done this before? Have you shipped to Zimbabwe? Do you know how this? They said, no. I'm like, okay, let's do this. So we started from the bottom. We did not have any structures, but what we had was the exposure. You started from
0: your living room.
1: Yes, my parents' living room. Your parents' living room. I was room. in Mutare. And when we started, that was um, February 2020, we did not know COVID was coming. And we're people who are very conservative in what we do. Mm. Um, and also we think things through. This is a new project. We do not have proof of the concept. So let's not go out and get offices Let's start with what we have. When we have our prince living room, it's mm. good enough for us. Mm. So that's what we did. We started uh, from our Prince living room and Misho was there in Arare. I was in Mutare and the business took off.
0: Wow. We're going to pick up from there when we come back. Let's yeah. take a break right now and let's go to what pick-off means uh, when we come back from the break. So please don't go away we going to get into uh, the logistics business and see how it is doing so see you on the other side
1: we did not start with any capital wow there was zero capital injection <laughs>
0: Welcome back to our conversation with Thelma Chimbuanda, co-founder and CEO of Beyond Borders and Soka International. So you start Beyond Borders from a living room. Yeah. You move to two rooms in Avondale. Yes. Where is the business now?
1: The business now, Trevor, we are in Pomona, just down the road. Uh, Pomona Business Park in a state-of-the-art warehouse, something that we had not um, really imagined would get the uh, at this pace quicker than you know we had anticipated. Uh, so beyond borders logistics, I'll start with that. Mm. Uh, we offer end-to-end logistics solutions. That is procurement, international freight forwarding, uh, project freight logistics consultancy, customs clearing, and also domestic international sorry domestic freight forwarding. Mm. And then because we're a solution-oriented business. Um, we thought, why not deliver to the door? Do the last mile uh, delivery. This is where Soka then comes, came, in. comes in. Yes. Right. So after we've done the first mile logistics, that is the procurement and everything else in between, Soka then comes uh, in, um, comes into play and then delivers to your Door, door to door.
0: Yes. How have you funded it? How have you financed the business?
1: Trevor, we did not start with any capital. Wow. There was zero capital injection uh, because it was a matter of us going to people, knocking on their doors um, and explaining what we were trying to achieve um, with our business. And that is how we got people on board because we're really honest to say, we're just starting this Mm -hmm. and we need your support. Mm -hmm. Can you support what we're trying to do? Mm -hmm. And also the um, pillars of what our business is built on it's transparency, it's communication, it's continuous improvement. I did not study logistics, Trevor. Mm. Not a single day, I did not even know the definition of logistics when I started. And it's only this year that I've enrolled in school that I'm actually studying and improving my, my knowledge. You're studying
0: with the investor of Cape Town, What are you yes, correct.
1: Um, Import and export and international trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it has been me really immersing myself in learning from those who are already doing it. I learned a lot from LinkedIn, I'll tell you that. And I learned a lot from just reading uh, articles to do with the industry, attending industry-related um, networking events. That's how I've been able to keep myself abreast with what's happening. So...
0: And I first met you at the Ideas Festival. Yes. In de- at the in Conversation <laughs> yes. with Trevor Ideas Festival in December last, last year. year.
1: Show up. Even, even if you do not get business, but just be present and just go around. Let people introduce yourself. It doesn't mean you're going to solicit business or anything, but let people just know you at the back of, of their minds. And when the right time comes, and I think this is now the right time for me to be here, because Trevor, I'll be honest, um, I watched your show and I've been following. And I just say to myself, God, this is not yet the time. I'm The business is not yet there to be on a platform like this. And in five years' time, I'm going to give thee. That was my prayer, to be honest, River. And when I got the message, the f- I, I screamed and dropped the phone. <laughs> 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 and I think I took time to respond because i like, even when I showed Michelle, I was like, is this true? Maybe somebody is is pranking you. And I'm like, I, I, was, I, was, I was that...
0: You deserve to be there. I was very surprised. You deserve to be there. We were impressed by your presence at the Ideas Festival last yeah. year. By the way, the next Ideas Fe- Festival is on the 22nd to the 24th in Nyanga. So please make a date, reserve that yeah, date. We we're impressed by there. how you were there, how you were present, how you went around uh, yeah. giving your cards. Yes. And you, you had a, a wooden uh, yeah, thing for, for uh.
1: the... Phone yes.
0: holder. I yes. remember that. Yes. So, well done for being <laughs> present, for showing up, yeah. and for the work that you're doing. Yeah. So, you you do um, these uh, packets. Uh, explain yes. what this is.
1: All right, uh, Trevor. This is an action pack. We call them action packs. And the inspiration between the um the inspiration behind, behind yeah behind this. As you can see, this one is called, called Musa pack. pack. Yeah. Um, my story is inspired by what has happened in my life. And we try to relate that to what people also experience. Everyone knows Muzaya. You've got your favorite Muzaya. When you go for funerals, when you go for events, that Muzaya, that Muzukuru is the one who's around, running around. Running
0: around, helping. Exactly,
1: even before you get kumusha, Muzukuru is there, the fire is, is running, everything is just running. So this is a one kg action pack for people who want um with agent documents or parcels that are one kg and less. So they can use the Musaya Action Pack um for is agents. so this is a
0: small pack.
1: Yes this is a small pack. Smallest pack, yeah? yes. And yeah. then
0: the, the next pack? And
1: then the next pack is the Chomi pack.
0: Mm-hmm. Chomi. <laughs> Chomi. Right. You know
1: the word, right? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone talks about Chomi. Chomi. People can relate to this. So it's a celebration of friendship, mm. it's a spe- celebration of family. Um, you know, a lot of us, a lot of Zimbabweans have got family that moved away to the diaspora. So this is for us to remember their contribution. To our lives mm. so that's why and, and, and
0: chomi is important in your life very isn't important. it if you've got a good chomi uh, they do show up yeah yes then the next pack
1: and then the last one this is our five kg that's a big one eh? that's a big one mm-hmm. and the name is also big Makoti. makoti.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is our five kg action pack and it was inspired by my journey as a makoti as a newlywed because my husband is the first born so getting into the family a lot of it, a lot of expectations, mm. then come on the makoti. Mm. So makoti has to be big. Makoti brings in
0: change, mm. brings in and carries a lot. Yes. Carries, carries a lot. A lot. Yeah. Def, yeah. S- so is, is um, but you you do bigger parcels, isn't it?
1: Yes, we do. We right. do. Uh, these are for people who just uh, want to package their products, their documents nicely, and also for the protection because we do intercity mm. deliveries. So it's just um, nice to put our products, to protect them mm. as they're uh, being transported.
0: So you, when you started, um, the, 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 when you started, like we said, you were in the living room, yeah. from the living room to Avondale, to, yeah. from Av- Avondale to a warehouse now yeah. in Pomona. Yeah. In terms of staff, how many people are you employing and, and equipment, infrastructure, what do you have?
1: Right. In terms of uh, employers, we have about 15 currently, and we've got 10 part-time. Uh, in terms of equipment, because our business really is not uh, uh equipment intensive but we recently procured uh forklifts mm-hmm. because we handle a lot of uh big uh projects.
0: Um, my heart is jumping around in yeah. excitement eh?
1: <laughs> you should come through, yeah. yeah we recently procured for forklifts because we handle large equipment. uh we handle equipment for construction companies uh for medical uh people in the medical medical field. Um, even for you as an individual, if you are innovating your house, uh, you need your lighting, your couches. We can actually help you procure that from,
0: from from where? From all over the world. From
1: China, from Turkey, from Dubai, from India, from anywhere. We, from South Africa. From South Africa, we can assist with that because we have uh, we are members of uh, a number of organizations, industry organizations. Mm. So we work in collaboration. Which with other which people. businesses
0: do you which sectors that rather do you find you are uh, keeping you the busiest the most? Which sectors are, are, are those? currently
1: the construction okay. industry as well as the small to medium businesses? Uh, because, like I mentioned, our story is one from humble beginnings, yeah. and I appreciate and I recognize and I resonate a lot with small to medium uh, businesses. So we work a lot with with them. And my passion is for everyone to also see that it's possible to grow from Mm -hmm. where you are. Because I ask a lot of people with tables in town to say, okay, you've got this table here. It's good, you started somewhere, but then what? So our mission also is to improve the lives of people in those situations and help them to also grow. We have um, a free masterclass mm-hmm. on procurement, on how to do logistics. How
0: do you do that masterclass?
1: It's done via WhatsApp. Okay. So you just go to our, uh, we've got a WhatsApp bot. Okay. So you just say hi on the WhatsApp bot and you you select um join the masterclass. We're going to share that,
0: that WhatsApp number. Sure, yeah. sure. Okay. And
1: you select uh join the masterclass and then you start. Mm.
0: So it's and where are free. people sourcing most of their stuff from? Is it China? Is yes. it, what keeps you busy?
1: You know, I can't run away from this. And I wish people can actually be honest yeah. about this, that China is one of the world's largest manufacturers. They unlocked well, the key. The world's
0: biggest factory. Yes,
1: tree. yes. They unlocked the key of how to do production and manufacturing at a lower cost. So a lot of it is coming from China. Mm. Even if you go to SA, I'm not able to spot, okay, this, they, they got it from China. If you go to Dubai, most of it as well is coming from China. China. Of course, now Dubai is, is starting to also uh, do manufacturing. Mm. But a lot of it, it's China really. Mm. Yeah.
0: Uh, and... um. The Tsoca, uh, to- yeah. talk, talk to us about Tsoca. So Tsoca yeah. is from your warehouse yeah. to my doorstep. Yes. Talk, us about the, talk to us about that service that we provide there.
1: All right, with Tsoka, initially we wanted to offer a solution to uh, Beyond Borders logistics clients. Uh, we've got a lot, a lot of clients in Blawayo, Gweru, zishawani, So like, you don't need to travel to Arari. We can to just, come and pick yes, up your staff, yeah? we can get whatever you need to your doorstep, but we saw that um, there's a lot of opportunity within that last mile delivery space in terms of e commerce itself because this is essentially e commerce and southern Africa, Zimbabwe, we are lagging behind with e commerce. So, with Suaka, where we are now, you want to take it from just being a last mile delivery to your doorstep and want to bring convenience because we, uh, we now have a warehouse, we want to say. Whatever product you have, you give us your product, we warehouse it for you, mm. we give you space and then you focus on the core of the business that is getting sales, mm. that is getting your product to the market mm. and then we do the uh, order fulfillment for you. Uh, we do the packaging, we do the um, delivery and you can actually see through our systems your, the movement of your stock. So this is where we are moving now. With so you've, the stocker. Go, you've
0: got... Uh, uh, um... Back-end stuff where uh, software and and software plays a big role.
1: Yes, it does. Technology with the logistics business plays a a very pivotal role. I'm sure like when you travel now at the airports, you can do self-checking. You don't need to go to a counter or even I saw recently in Dubai, they no longer stamp your passport. Everything is just done electronically. So this is where we also want to go. Thinking globally, yes, we're in Zimbabwe, we've got struggles and everything happening, but we have the opportunity because we have that exposure. We are being exposed to those things. Why not bring them Mm. to our country and make our lives better?
0: Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, what have you discovered about yourself? Yeah. Being thrown in the deep end by your dad and, and the experiences that you're getting right now, what have you learned about yourself?
1: Trevor, for me, I was um, bullied when I was young. So it has been a journey of self discovery, um, coming from a point where my looks, how I look, my complexion um, was kind of like a disadvantage. So I've gotten to a point where I've discovered that I'm confident I carry a lot and I can give so much. Um, I've discovered that I'm capable of more than the limit that people had put mm-hmm. on me, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, it, when you look at your life, I mean, like I said, your life is so full of challenges, mm-hmm. uh, failing and picking yourself up. Are there moments that, or things that you look back and you regret Or you just think all of it is part of who you are?
1: I love my journey. And I would not say I have any regrets. Because if one of those things is taken away, then I would not be here. Yeah. So all of it, Trevor, was leading me up to this point. I was part of my own boss at some point. And I I got out at number eight. It was another disappointment because I wanted number one. But I look at my life now to say, if I'd been number one at that time, was it not premature? Mm. Or maybe I was actually uh, being thrown in the furnace for me to be refined. Mm. Yeah.
0: And um, what's the next big thing for your business?
1: Oh, Trevor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We are going to Zambia. Okay. And we're going to Dubai. Wow. Um, Everything is now in place. And we are hoping that... So you're
0: opening up offices in Zambia? Yes. You're opening up offices in Dubai? Yes.
1: So the registration... You go, girl. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the registration is now complete, and we hope that by March 2024, um, we'll be up and running.
0: Mm. Yeah. Do, do, am I right that you, your husband is a partner in this business? Or oh, correct me if I'm wrong?
1: Uh, My husband is an advisor to the business. He's a consultant to the business because he's also a business development expert. And my partner uh, is Michelle.
0: Okay. Michelle, your sister. Yes, yes. And uh, you've got a family now. You've got kids.
1: Yes, we've got a daughter, four-year-old daughter. Yeah.
0: And your four-year-old daughter, the way you were raised, the struggles that you went through, Mm. um, what's, what's your dream for your kids?
1: Um, Definitely I wish for her to have more exposure because exposure is everything. It's the greatest teacher that you can ever have. Because I I, I was in school, I had a degree, I've got a master's degree, but all of that did not prepare me (laughs) for this. So, I wish my daughter can ha- get, can get hands on exposure and practical experience. And more importantly, I wish that she'll be surrounded by people who are genuine and authentic and who are there to to support her. Because for us, we watched our mothers uh, struggle and we're told um, for our generation, So that is what we're taught. But we're then not taught how to be kind of like submissive when you've got that. Because uh, I can do everything by myself. They, they did not tell us, if you can do everything by yourself, how does your husband then come in? And also for the husbands of our generations, they were not prepared for this woman today.
0: This woman yes,
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> They are not prepared for that. To say, if my wife is on... In conversation with Trevor.
0: And then I'm not.
1: And then I'm not. How does he deal with that? Does he celebrate? So for us as well, like in my personal life, we've been trying to discover that. We've been trying to um, work our way around because none of us was prepared for this. Because the
0: Bible says, woman, submit.
1: Yeah.
0: Husband, love your Wife yeah. unconditionally. Yeah. And it's the question of uh, how negotiating those spaces. Is that yes. what you're talking about? Yes,
1: that's what I'm talking about. To say, how do you love me when I'm... Um, when you're shining
0: brighter yes. than me.
1: Yes, how do you love me when I'm able to make decisions uh, without considering your input, because I have to make a decision in and the moment. threatened by me? <laughs> exactly. Those are real conversations yeah. that people are struggling with. And if you have noticed the, the number of single mothers um, right now, it's a lot. And you find that the moment maybe you start um, making a name for yourself, you start then having those problems because they are not addressed. No one is talking directly to those things. So it's a lot to...
0: What What advice do you have to 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 give to young women
1: yeah.
0: who are successful mm-hmm. who are shining brighter, brighter than their husbands yeah. and are being asked to submit mm-hmm. uh, and the husband is not being taught how to love unconditionally yeah. uh this uh, successful woman what 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 do you what do you share from your experience
1: My experience is that it's going to be a challenge definitely but you need open communication you need to talk about this openly together And you need to um, look at the people who have walked the path before, if they are there, and get mentored. And also, the Bible provides everything, Trevor, to do with finances, to do with marriages. Always make it your reference point. And stay away from social media. I always say this. (laughs) Stay <laughs> away from social media.
0: Don't get advice from no, Twitter.
1: No, don't get advice <laughs> from Twitter. because People are living lives that they're not actually living, if that makes sense. Mm. Uh, social media, uh, we see what people want us to see. Instagram. Yes, it's all It's all, it's all edited. Yes, yeah. because there's no there's no way for most people that they're going to show you mm. um, their lowest moment. It's very difficult to find authentic people. So the two of you have honest and candid conversations about the challenges because they are they, they are real absolutely yeah.
0: the the other thing that your your life brings to the table for us to to learn from is the the fact that you have been a victim of the economy yeah. but you haven't played victim
1: no <laughs> No.
0: You have stood up. What advice do you give to young people who are watching you yeah. right now and seeing this resilience? Uh, yeah. I, I always make a plan. That's what you—that's mm. what you're saying. Uh, uh, 2008 hits, uh, COVID hits, uh, you're still standing. Yeah. Where do you get that resilience from?
1: Um, I know we are taught do an economic environment scan and all of that. It is important, Trevor, but it should, it should not be the focus. It's not the focus because I remember before elections, people were waiting, Okay, we're waiting for the election results. We're waiting mm. for A, B, C, D. But what has changed now? Mm. Your vision is still the same,
0: yeah.
1: right? Um, your business is still there. The conditions are still there. So what are you gonna do? So change your focus, change um, the way you think. Because like I'm saying, we are in Zimbabwe, right? And we've got a vision for Zimbabwe. But we find opportunities elsewhere. Zimbabwe is still going to be there. But let's move. Let's find where we can also thrive and still come back home and contribute to changing the economy. Because the moment we just continue focusing on our problems, we become our problems.
0: Absolutely.
1: And we become victims to things that we have no control whatsoever. And I remember at one point people were asking me, "Uh, um, Thelma, who do you know? I'm like, I do not know anybody. Even up to now, I think people do not believe me. Trevor, we do not know anybody. And we have had challenges. And you actually scroll your phone up who and do down. I, who do, who I, do I, call? I call? And there's no one. The only person I could call was either my mother or my, or my dad. And that's, how, that's the truth. And last week, somebody sent me a message. Um, I was featured in a local newspaper. And somebody sent me a message. I think maybe they thought, I'm not connected. I'm getting all this exposure because I'm connected. Trevor, I, I'm not. I meet people and I make genuine relationships, genuine connections. And those people are the ones who are mentioning my names in rooms that I have no access to. And even coming to um, the big business ideas last time, it was through somebody who just said, Thoma, um, I want you to go. I did not even know about it and I showed up. So I've also, uh, also built A network. A network, yeah. Yeah. A genuine network. I think
0: it's a question of your work that you're doing. Yeah. Speaking volumes to a lot of people.
1: Yes, put in the work. You need to put in the work because people, they love genuine people. People like yourselves, you love processes. you. You love to see systems. Where did this person start? How can I help them? Because you see that they've got a process. They are going somewhere. But then the generation that we have, because of what they're exposed to, on social media, it's all about who is connected to who, mm. and it's that easy. But that doesn't last, no, is not it? Doesn't, doesn't work like doesn't
0: that. Work. Thelma I'm not going to let you go before we discuss books. Yes. Um, so. Um, <laughs> Do you read, what books do you read, Thelma? Um, yes. If you could share three or so books with our book-loving viewers okay. out there.
1: The first book that I love is uh, The Sheikh CEO, Lessons mm. in Leadership.
0: Yeah. You know that one. Yes, <laughs> yes. I haven't read it, but a number of people have recommended yes, it. Yes, yeah. by
1: Dr. Yasa. Mm. And that book, it's about mindset for me, uh, the power of the mindset, because it talks about essentially Dubai, how it started, where it went from to what it is now. Qatar is beautiful and bigger than Dubai, but because Dubai has um, controlled the narrative, everyone wants to go to Dubai at least Mm. once in their lifetime. So it's about a mindset of building from nothing to, to something. And I always say it's not illegal to have big dreams. Mm-hmm. It's not. You know, that's one of the things you'll never be arrested <laughs> for.
0: <laughs> second book.
1: Um, the second book is by Dr. Mm-hmm. Um, It's a compilation of 32 professionals, uh, people in business and in um, in life. It's called uh, Real Life and Business Minds. Okay. And for me, it's about connecting to ordinary people mm. in their stories. They're not millionaires. Um, the genuine people we have gone and transitioned through life through business. So for me, it's important to keep reconnecting to authentic people. Yes, the third book. And then the third book, I'm um, actually torn <laughs> between uh, "No One's Coming" by mm-hmm. athamarara yes, mm. and uh, "Finding Me" by Mendigakato Maniruke, because.
0: We'll cool take. Both. both of them. So we'll have four books from you. Four books, yes. Yeah.
1: So both of them, um no
0: I, one is coming, but yeah. someone is coming. Is it is that the book? Eh? Yeah, no, just,
1: one, no one no just no one is no coming, coming by Athamarara. Mm. Um and then finding me. So both of them connect from when I was reading them because I had to find myself. I had to be confident in walking with bush logs. Mm. Mm. Um I had to be confident in my complexion. So I had to find me. For me to be able to be confident in doing business mm. to say it's not about how i look it's the context mm. that uh, the content that i carry when i'm presenting myself mm. people are not looking at all of this but the vision that i have so i had to find myself and then i also realized how have
0: you done that how have you found yourself how have you done that
1: um i think a lot of it was from my parents just telling me you're beautiful mm. you are enough mm. um you're amazing, you're mm. intelligent. Mm. And these are the same things that I also tell my daughter. Mm. Uh, we do this every night. We go through, oh, you're wow. confident, you're faithfully, yes. wonderfully made. And those things, you carry them through your life. You and them. then you pull them when you're when at you're your lowest. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then no one is coming. Yeah. yeah. That one, I saw that when, when we started the business, that no one was coming. No one coming. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever challenges that we had... We to find the solutions by ourselves.
0: Like you said, when you were okay, people came and camped. The moment you went to trouble, nobody comes.
1: Nobody comes. Yeah, no one is
0: coming. You're on your own. You're
1: on your own. Mm. Yeah. Even we're in this economy.
0: No one is coming.
1: No one is coming.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Wow have enjoyed your authentic story and, and thank you for this um, Zaya pack. I'm um, looking forward to to unpacking it. Thelma, yeah. what an authentic story. Thank you. Thank you so much. We wish you all the best. You're going to Zambia. You're going to Dubai. Yeah. You're going to go the whole world. We are. With this yeah. kind of attitude, you're going to go the whole world. <laughs> Proud you. of what you're doing. You know, I love these conversations yeah. uh, because... I get to meet people who are doing real stuff. People who yeah. are doing real <laughs> things uh, and not the bingers yeah. who are, you know, just it's just all hot air. We heads. can have so
1: another conversation about, about bingers. that. <laughs> yes.
0: So thank you so much, Thelma. Keep doing what you're doing. You. We wish you the very best. Thank Allow you. me to turn over now to our awesome. viewers who are all over the world at home uh, in Zimbabwe, on the continent. and. Uh, Uh, abroad. Thank you so much for your support. Remember, we are a weekly show. We are out uh, every Monday at 7 a.m. Central African time. To ensure that you don't miss out on any of these quality conversations, I invite you to subscribe, to like and to share and also to go to our website where all our content sits. Uh, We've put our podcasts uh, on our websites for your listening pleasure. You go on to our website and binge as much as you 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 you, you want um there's content for over the past three years thank you for your support we we'll read all your comments uh, all your suggestions and all your ki- criticism please keep them coming until next time cheers to you all